there's a lot of our order that is being changed right now. Uh, just in the way our building is right now, the way things have been going, I, I cannot tell you, I do not have an office anymore. And somewhere in this building is my clerical collar, as well as my binder that has all the orders of service that we use. I, I lost my Bible. <laughs> and I just realized this hymnal is supposed to be over there with me there. There's a lot that's changed. <laughs> and a lot of our order has been switched around. And, and sooner or later, it'll be nice to have our organ back once we figure out how to get that plugged in. And once we're able to get some sort of bathrooms to work. I think right now, uh, kind of what we're going through and what we'll be experiencing over the next several months is a great example and a great image of what exactly the gospel has done in this world. It has flipped everything around. Everything that, the way that everybody else thinks, we are almost flipped around from that. Maybe, and I'm hoping, that as we've gone through the book of Romans so far this summer, that that is something that you have noticed in the way Paul describes our faith. That it is different, that it is almost upside down from the way everyone else thinks. He starts off the book in talking about the way, the importance of the law in this world. Where the rest of the world is doing everything it can absolutely do to get away from law and get away from any sort of instruction and just to make our own ways the ways we go. Paul describes it to be the very thing that God has made. This beautiful creation that in seeing the law we are also able to see the reality of a God. In Romans, we hear about the fact that we are saved by grace. We are ones who do not need to fear about climbing up some sort of ladder of works to make ourselves appealing to God. Winning for ourselves some sort of salvation. This is the opposite of the way everyone else thinks. There are many who try all of their life that maybe as they get older they can finally win respect from the rest of the world. Or maybe as they grow in success in their own businesses or their own ventures that that in a way will buy them in either into the no or into heaven itself. But in Romans, we see because of Jesus all of that being flipped around. That before even as Christ came into the world, the world had known only division and separation. There was always an us and there was always a them. And that's the way it's supposed to be. That I will find the categories that I want to fit into and I will establish those blocks that keep me within them and I will find everybody who fits that to be the people that I should be with. But in the Gospel, all of that is taken away. That Christ does not become just the Christ for Israel. That Christ does not just become the Christ for the Gentiles. That Christ does not just become the Christ for Europeans or for Americans or for Asians or for Africans or for those that are of a certain class. He becomes Christ 
for all. Our order has been turned and changed around. Romans chapter 13 that we read today is another example in the way the order of the world has been changed. To hear a direction come to us that we are to obey and to submit to the authorities above us, I oftentimes in my sinful nature find objectionable. And so do many others. In fact, there are many in this world who are always quick to grab the pitchfork of insurrection. Who are always fast to find reason to hate those that are over them. The key to understanding Romans chapter 13 isn't just immediately at looking what it starts off with, but seeing what follows. What follows after this directive of understanding the authority and those that are over us is to understand the way in which the gospel works love into our lives. Because what is known before the gospel comes in is everything I had described before of us uh, competing against one another for the place. What comes before the gospel is separation and distinction and categories and labels. But with Jesus, something different has happened. With Jesus, something different has come into this world. With Jesus, we hear about the poor in spirit being made full. With Jesus, we hear about those who mourn and those who grieve being calmed and given peace. With Jesus, we hear about the low being appreciated and we hear about the high being humbled. In Jesus, we hear about the answer to hate being love. That as people gathered around to beat with whips, as people gathered around to force thorns into his head, as people gathered around to nail him on the cross, his cry was, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. That in the face of everything the world had before, Christ offers the opposite. He offers forgiveness. He offers hope. He offers love. So is Paul looking at our lives as people who have been turned upside down, people who no longer have to run the race of climbing the ladder, but are put into a new race of remaining faithful in this love. He talks to us about exercising it. He talks to us about what it is that makes us different. He talks to us in a way that he talks to the Corinthians when he describes God as love. He talks about it in the way that John describes in 1 John when he's talking about us only knowing love because of God. And any who abide in love abide in God. This is something very different. I've been here just long enough to forget about what stories I have told you. (laughs) So there's a possibility that this one is one of them. 
of the Christian theologian who was away in India and meeting with teachers of other different religions and answering questions by them. And so in a rather haughty way, one of them asked, what is it exactly that you have found different in this teaching of Christianity that made you leave your original religion of Hinduism? The teacher didn't think for very long and just replied, what it is that I have found different is Christ. Well, the other teacher, yes, I know, I know of Jesus, I know that being something important, but what is the teaching, what is the, the doctrine, what is the theology that you have found so different about this religion that makes it give you answers that you could not find in anywhere else and in any other philosophy? The teaching that I have found is Christ. What true words. Because there in the person of Christ, we see exactly what love means. There in the person of Christ, we see exactly what it means to look at a neighbor in such a way that we feel compelled to offer everything we have for their well-being, their salvation. In Christ, we see forgiveness. Not in a forgiving way that holds on to it for the past. Not in some way that we're able to hold a string to it where we can bring it back. But an absolute and utter forgiveness that lays aside everything else so that we can forgive. This is loving a neighbor. This is the new order that we aspire to. This is the new order that we have found ourselves in as people who now bear the title of love. We do not separate ourselves out by any other label or category because we know of the love that our God has, not just for us, but for everybody. And this is what makes this section of Scripture so difficult for us to talk about at this time where I found myself watching the news and fearing the exact same thing my parents feared in the 60s. Being one step close to nuclear war. Turning on the television and seeing the exact same images my parents saw in the 60s of people preaching hate, and of response in riot. Where have we found ourselves? We as the church ascribe to love. We ascribe to Christ. And in Christ we see all as people who are creations of God. No matter what it is that makes them different from me, I cannot take away the image in which they were created the image of God. And so when we speak, when we remember the direction that was given to us by Christ, and when we hear these words of Paul to love our neighbor, we hear the way that we are supposed to react in love. We become a shelter for the defenseless. 
We look at those who are poor and oppressed. We see those who are being deemed as outcasts by everybody else, and we go and meet them. Because all of these commandments that we've been given to love our God and to love our neighbor as ourselves. But this reordering of the world does not just stop there. We do not preach a love like the world preaches a love. The world often talks about love in a different way. It talks about love being something that gives us permission to let people go about their way without a care. But remember, our love is an all-encompassing love. It is a love that has been died for. It is a love that has been shown to us. It is a love that makes us speak the truth in all ways and at all times. To those who preach hate and to those who disregard people and let them fall on the wayside. Our love is different. Our love comes in the doctrine of Christ. That makes it hard for us. That makes it a different tension that we have to deal with. A tension that even though as I turn on this television and I see these same things that my parents saw, I still hear the same words that come to me, that I am to obey, I am to submit to authority. Because this is a different order. One of those commandments is to honor those who are above us. That we as Christians, we enter into the dialogue, we speak about the truth in love, but we always do so in a way that honors those who've been put up before us and above us. Because even they deserve love. Do they not? Even they deserve love. They more than anything deserve your prayers. They more than anybody else deserve you remembering them as you pray to the Lord for wisdom and discernment. Because they are the people that God has put above us. They are the instruments that God can use to bring this love into the world. Who can remind us of who it is that has made us. They have the potential to bring God's law into being in the way we treat each other. And when they fall short of that, what is our response? Prayer, word, and deed. Because our order is different. We do not run to insurrection right away. But rather we run to the word of God who directs us to show love to everybody, to remember our neighbor and those who are above us, who when we face tough situations, we pray. When we ourselves are struggling to remember all those who are poor and oppressed, all those who are different than we are, we pray. When we are having a hard time understanding the very events that we are faced with, what is our reaction? We pray. And we speak the word of God. We speak of a Christ who has come to save even those who create and destroy 
We speak the word of God to those who only know hate. We speak the word of God to those who need to be lifted up. Paul says in this section, what harm does love do to a neighbor? The love of Christ does no harm. It only saves. Amen? Amen.